for 12-14-23, this is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, reading the news so you don't have to, and in no particular order. The EU leaders overcoming Hungary's opposition have decided to commence membership discussions with Ukraine, Moldova, and Georgia. This significant step is seen as a triumph for Ukraine and the broader European community, as expressed by Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Additionally, European Council President Charles Mikhail, I think that's how you pronounce it, regards this decision as a hopeful and clear message for the citizens of these nations and for Europe as a whole. House Republicans have successfully gained approval to intensify their impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, demonstrating almost unanimous support within the party for the investigation. Despite this, a number of House Republicans have candidly acknowledged the lack of sufficient evidence currently available to justify impeachment charges against Biden. Consequently, the Republican case for impeachment remains tenuous as they have not been able to substantiate any impeachable offenses committed by the president. In a historic achievement, Sergeant Maciel Hay, hope I pronounced that right, became the first active-duty female sniper graduate of the U.S. Army's rigorous seven-week sniper school. A cavalry scout with the 173rd Airborne Brigade in Europe, Hay received her sniper certification at Fort Moore in Georgia. Interestingly, Hay's childhood nickname was Sniper for her quick target deduction skills. Her accomplishment follows the 2015 decision to open all U.S. military combat jobs to women, and she joins the ranks of female soldiers who have made history in the Army's Ranger School and Special Forces. Hayes Platoon Sergeant, Sergeant First Class Antoine Jones, praised her as an incredible non-commissioned officer who enhances her team and the entire organization. Coca-Cola has initiated a voluntary recall of 12-ounce cans of Diet Coke, Fanta Orange, and Sprite across selected regions in Florida, Alabama, and Mississippi due to the possibility of foreign material contamination. This recall impacts a total of 48 stores located in Valparaiso, Florida, Robertsdale and Mobile, Alabama, and Gulfport and Ocean Springs, Mississippi. As of now, there have been no reported cases of illness or injury linked to this recall, the recall was started by Alabama-based United Packers LLC on November 6th, as stated in the report by the FDA. Dustin Huff and Yuri Zier, employees of the University of Florida, have been arrested and charged with child abuse and neglect after it was discovered that they have kept their children, ages 6 and 2, in makeshift cages. The case came to light when the six-year-old boy told his teacher about being locked in a cage constructed by his father, leading to an intervention by the Department of Children and Families. During a subsequent investigation, officers found cages for both children at the couple's home. Huff and Zier, who have been using the cages for over a year, justified their actions by citing their son's ADHD and disobedience and their inability to find suitable child care. Both are currently detained on bonds totaling $600,000. The Michigan Court of Appeals has dismissed attempts to bar Donald Trump from being listed on Michigan's 2024 Republican primary ballot, disregarding his involvement in the Capitol attack as irrelevant to this decision. The court affirmed two lower court rulings, but did not delve into whether Trump's conduct breached the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause. The decision aligns with Michigan law, which stipulates that the inclusion of candidates on primary ballots is determined by political parties and the individual candidates themselves, rather than through judicial intervention. Three teachers have initiated a federal lawsuit against a new Florida law alleging it discriminates against transgender and non-binary educators by restricting the use of titles and pronouns in schools. 
This law forbids school employees from using titles and pronouns inconsistent with their sex assigned at birth. The plaintiffs, who identify as transgender and non-binary, either face termination or other repercussions for using their chosen titles and pronouns. They are now seeking to have this law overturned and are asking for compensation. Abortion clinics in Ohio are contesting the state's restrictive abortion laws following the voters' decision to embed abortion rights into the state constitution. This action is bolstered by the state attorney general's assertion that the newly amended constitution invalidates the existing abortion ban. Ohio's law, which prohibits most abortions after the detection of a fetal heartbeat, has been intermittently enforced due to ongoing legal challenges, but abortion providers are now seeking a permanent court order to nullify it. In response to the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, which resulted in a significant release of vinyl chloride and subsequent public health concerns, the Biden administration has launched a formal assessment of the chemical. This evaluation aims to determine whether vinyl chloride presents an unreasonable risk to human health or the environment. Finland and the United States are poised to sign a defense cooperation agreement, marking a significant step in bolstering Finland's defense capabilities. This agreement will grant U.S. soldiers and military materials access to 15 facilities within Finland, enhancing the country's strategic defense infrastructure. The agreement, which is designed to ensure rapid military access and support in the event of a conflict, is still pending approval by Finnish legislators. The U.S. Supreme Court has chosen not to intervene in an Illinois law that bans high-power semi-automatic weapons, a measure enacted in response to a mass shooting at a parade. Rejecting an emergency appeal from a gun rights group and other parties, the Supreme Court made this decision without offering any explanation for its refusal. This law, set to be enforced starting January 1st, outlaws the possession, manufacturing, or sale of semi-automatic rifles and high-capacity magazines, reflecting a significant legislative step in the state's efforts to control gun violence. In 2024, the U.S. National Park Service is set to provide six days of free entry to all of its 63 national parks and nearly 430 sites, including on Juneteenth. The designated free entry dates encompass several significant occasions, Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, National Park Week, Juneteenth, the anniversary of the Great American Doors Act, National Public Lands Day, and Veterans Day. Visitors are advised to plan their trips in advance and arrive early, especially to the more popular parks, due to expected crowds. Additionally, they should be aware of any potential requirements for timed entries on those free admission days to ensure a smooth visit. In California, two men, Giovanni Hernandez and Miguel Solario, who were wrongfully convicted in separate murder cases, have been exonerated after spending many years in prison. Their convictions were vacated, and they were declared factually innocent following the emergence of new evidence, which included cell phone records and the revelation of misidentification in a photo lineup. The district attorney's office acknowledged the pivotal role of the Conviction Integrity and Habeas Unit in uncovering these wrongful convictions and issued an apology for the injustices done to these men. Twitch, a widely used streaming platform, has revised its policies to relax restrictions on explicit content, now permitting creators to produce nude art and stream videos focusing on specific body parts. This policy change comes as a response to feedback from the streaming community and is intended to offer more transparent guidelines for both content creation and viewing. 
Despite this relaxation in content rules, Twitch continues to enforce its prohibition on content related to sex games, sexual violence, and pornography, maintaining a balance between creative freedom and content appropriateness. During a bout of harsh weather north of the Dominican Republic, a boat with 12 passengers on board sank, leading to a dramatic rescue operation by the U.S. Coast Guard. Six of the passengers were saved by a nearby Carnival Cruise Line ship, while the remaining six were rescued by the Coast Guard as they clung to debris. Fortunately, all 12 passengers were found in good health following the ordeal. They were subsequently transported by helicopter to emergency medical services in Porta Plata, ensuring their safety and well-being after the harrowing incident at sea. Lawyers representing a spiritual advisor are challenging the limitations imposed on their access to an Alabama inmate scheduled for execution by nitrogen gas, labeling these restrictions as hostile to religion. The execution method in question involves asphyxiating the inmate who is strapped to a gurney with pure nitrogen. The spiritual advisor contends that these constraints prevent the prisoner from receiving the physical comfort of their chosen spiritual advisor's touch during their final moments. This dispute arises in the context of a U.S. Supreme Court ruling that affirms the rights of death row inmates to religious accommodations during executions. This ruling includes provisions for the presence and physical contact of their spiritual advisors, highlighting the ongoing legal and ethical debates surrounding the intersection of religious rights and capital punishment protocols. The New York governor has enacted the Fair Medical Debt Reporting Act, a significant law designed to shield New Yorkers from the adverse effects of medical debt on their credit scores. This new legislation bars hospitals, doctor's offices, and ambulance services from reporting unpaid medical bills to credit bureaus. By doing so, the law seeks to mitigate the impact of medical debt on critical financial decisions, including obtaining loans, tenant screenings, and employment processes. And finally... In response to an ongoing pilot shortage and escalating global threats, the U.S. Air Force has introduced another round of substantial bonuses to encourage experienced aviators to remain in service. These bonuses, part of the fiscal 2024 Experienced Aviator Retention Incentive and Rated Officer Retention Demonstration Bonus Programs, <gasps> range from $45,000 to $600,000 and are available to pilots for commitments ranging from 3 to 12 years, depending on aircraft and terms of service. This initiative, announced in a November 30th press release by Major General Adrian Spain, is crucial for maintaining critical skills and experience within the Air Force, especially given the competitive pressures from China and growing tensions in the Pacific, Middle East, and Europe. In addition to monetary incentives, the Air Force is offering non-monetary perks like preferred assignments. The shortage of pilots, a problem for nearly a decade, has seen the Air Force consistently short by 1,500 to 2,000 aviators. These bonuses are available to active Air Force, Air Force Reserve, and Air National Guard with application deadlines in 2024. And that has been the news for 12-14-23. This has been the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup. Reading the news so you don't have to. Hope you got smarter. Hey, tomorrow's Friday. Good news, everyone.